BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. This is a transformative time for black America. Our income is at an all-time high, and the opportunity for economic empowerment is unprecedented. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. One of those is powered by the On My Feet Network and brought to you by the Up On Game Network. Be sure to download the On My Feet app on all iOS and Android devices and be sure to follow the Up On Game Network on Twitter and Instagram at Up On Game Network. Enjoy the show. Welcome to one of those, the show that explores the art of sneaker culture. I'm your host, Adam Butler, back with another episode. Thank you so kindly for being here. So on today's episode, um, I'm rolling solo. There will be no guests. You're just going to hear my beautiful voice uh, for the remainder of the show. I hope that's okay with you. <laughs> um, what I want to be talking about today is something I've noticed and been talking about on this show for a couple of weeks in regards to the current state of sneaker culture. Call this a state of the union of sneaker culture. There's been a lot of griping going on, a lot of complaining, a lot of people are upset. And it seems to me that it breaks down into three categories. There seems to be an issue with sneaker media. There seems to be an issue with sneaker culture as a whole. And then there seems to be an issue with sneaker heads. What I'm going to try to do on this episode is break down what all three of those things are where they are currently and how they contribute to some of the dysfunction that goes on in the culture. I'm also going to break down what the dysfunction is. Again, if you've been listening to the show for a couple of weeks now, you know, we've been talking about bots. We've been talking about resellers. We've been talking about break-ins and stores. We've been talking about fake sneakers. All of this stuff 
has sort of come to an head. It's 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 becoming a real problem as wild as that may sound again. And I realize that a lot of this audience or a good portion of this audience are people that are new to sneaker culture. And I like to be able to take time to just talk to you guys and just sort of break down the cool things about sneaker culture, but you can't ignore the negatives. So today we're going to talk about what's wrong with sneaker culture as a whole, how these three factors contribute and how we can potentially fix it. We're going to jump right into it right after this message. You're looking for your grail sneakers that sold out instantly on your favorite app. Well, shop D Sneakers Express for all of your sneaker needs. D Sneakers Express is a sneaker plug for some of the biggest celebrities in the game. All right. D Sneakers Express. D Sneakers Express. Let some of the biggest celebrities in the game hook you up. Okay, so we're going to try to break it all down today. As I mentioned before, there's a lot of friction and drama within sneaker culture. Now, I try to interview a lot of people that are important to the culture. I hope I've done a good job of that. And a lot of cool people have been on this show. Even before we've been a podcast uh, format, there were a lot of cool people that were on this show. A lot of who's who's, a lot of people that's been, been in it since the beginning. A lot of people that are sort of new to it, people that cover it, people that uh, design sneakers, right? People that are in uh, NFTs, all sorts of stuff, right? All sorts of people, people that are just consumers of the culture have been on this show. And one thing that always comes up every single episode is the negative state of where the culture is currently. And I've been trying to, you know, it's like we've been tiptoeing and dancing around this subject for some time. We haven't really jumped into it and talked about whether or not the culture is failing. And if so, why? I, I, you know, I give my I share my thoughts at the end of these episodes and I keep it positive because I am a generally positive guy. Right. (laughs) Um, I try to be positive, but, you know, truth is true. So the first question is, is sneaker culture? Um, at a low point, the answer is probably yes. The answer is probably yes. And it's because of the popularity of the culture, right? I, I think about the band Metallica, right? One of my favorite bands, you know, and I think about, you know, the stories I hear about Metallica when they were young. I was, this is a little bit before my time, but you know, you often hear the story of Metallica and when they were young and how they didn't have a video and how they had, you know, a couple of albums that were like true cult classics. Like people were like really into Metallica going to their shows. They had no video. They weren't corporate just yet. Right. And in the moment they did a corporate album, right. The black album, the moment that album was, you know, polished and, you know, they had music videos and this wasn't their first music video, obviously, but once they had a string of music videos and they were on MTV all the time and they became more popular, well, then the band was considered to be, you know, considered to have sold out a bit. Now it's wild to think about that when you think about Metallica now, but that was a thing that was going on in the early nineties. Same thing with hip hop. And I always tell you, sneaker culture comes from hip hop culture. Same thing happened with hip hop. When hip hop became to be America's number one brand of music and, you know, more people outside of black and Latin culture started enjoying the music. Well, then people started to complain. 
That doesn't mean that those complaints aren't those complaints, excuse me, aren't valid. They are valid. So as I mentioned before, I'm going to break this down into three categories. I'm going to talk about the sneaker head. I'm going to talk about sneaker media. And then I'm going to talk about sneaker culture as a whole. So I'm going to start with the sneaker head. What is a sneaker head? Well, it's pretty simple. A sneaker head is a person that not only enjoys buying sneakers, but really engulfs themselves within the history and the stories and the art form of the sneaker. It's somebody that really enjoys buying sneakers, wearing sneakers. It's a part of their personality. They've probably been at it for a while, but like I always say, you don't have to have been at it for a while. Sneaker culture to me should be welcoming, right? But a sneakerhead is a person that is, again, when you walk to, walk up to them and you ask them about a sneaker, they know about that sneaker. The sneaker just means a bit more to them than just someone that's just like fashionable, right? That's a sneakerhead. Well, how does the sneakerhead contribute to the toxicity within the culture? Well, many would say that the sneakerhead right now has become entitled. And I'm going to say that that is partially true, especially for people that have been in this game for a while. We have become entitled. We believe that we deserve to have every single thing. That drops. And also worse than that, because, again, if you have money, then you should be able to buy what you want. I mean, it's America. Right. But to take it further than that, we start to get into who should and shouldn't be able to buy a certain thing. And the reason that happens is because the supply is low and the demand has become high. But the only people that control the demand are the people. I don't want to hear about. Oh, this, you know, the system is tricking us into this and the brands are making us think that. Nah, man, I whatever you have self-control, you always have self-control. And this gets into a larger conversation about economics and, and how we spend our money and all of that. And again, I host a show about sneakers, so I don't want to come off as a hypocrite. I mean, you have to buy this stuff. But man, if you can't tell yourself that you can't buy something. Or that you you have to convince yourself that you have to buy something no matter what. You are part of the problem. I was in a really cool sneaker um, talk space on Twitter. If you don't know about spaces on Twitter, they're basically live podcasts, essentially. They're live conversations that happen on Twitter, just like the app Clubhouse. Really cool thing. You know, it's basically like listening to live radio back in the day and having callers. I think it's a really cool concept. And um, I often tune in to a lot of uh, live spaces. I've had a guest on this show that was that hosts um, live spaces um, from an economic standpoint and from a job standpoint really really cool tool and really really cool format um yesterday's live space um was hosted by a couple of people i know kari was on there and they were talking about sneaker media and 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 the you know the role of sneaker media now i'm getting to sneaker media in a moment because this space was you know we it went on for a couple of hours so people were talking about all sorts of things but one thing that came up within that space was the idea of fomo fear of missing out and right now Sneakerheads are plagued with this. We are at the point where we will buy anything, no matter what, no matter how ugly it is, no matter what. If someone tells you that this sneaker is limited, we are going to try to buy it. So we are in a vicious cycle of 
trying to buy something, missing out something and being pissed off about it, which means we're in a perpetual state of pissed off all day, all night. This is the most unfun, most uninteresting thing I can imagine. There's nothing interesting about seeing a bunch of sneakerheads complain about sneaker culture. This is the stuff that makes people listen to this show and go, why should I care about this? It's trivial. The cool thing about sneaker culture was being able to get together with other people with a common interest and talk about the stuff you have. (laughs) You could trade things just like baseball cards, just like anything, right? Cars, whatever. Paintings. That's why this show is called the art of sneaker culture. It gets boring when all we're talking about is the elites and how I missed out on this and how I can't have that. That's crap. That's lame. And that's something that we definitely can control. I say it all the time. All heat ain't hype. You could walk into a footlocker and get a sneaker. You could walk into a Dick Sporting Good and get a sneaker that looks pretty good. Why do you have to have the thing that's limited? Well, it's human nature. We all want the things we can't have. And that is seeped into sneaker culture. And that is a problem that the sneakerhead can control. But we don't. We rather just complain about the brands and tell the brands to give us more, give us more, give us more. You think they don't see that? They know how hungry and thirsty you are. They know that. You expect them to change it up for you? Who are you? Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my, my day. Day. <laughs> 
Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Well, I'm the consumer and I have rights. Nah, you got the right to spend your money if you can. And that's it. They can play whatever game they want with you. And then on the second level, resellers can play any game they want with you. They can make it any price and any sneaker could be any price at any time. Let me tell you something really quickly. Uh, I will not name this reseller because dude's just doing his job. But there was a reseller online selling a pair of Jordan ones, Jordan one. Chicago's the red and white Jordan one for the people who are not deep into the sneaker game. Okay. A Jordan one had it on his site. This sneaker had been listed on his site for months, meaning no one was buying this thing. I contacted him and said, Oh, what's up with those? How much you selling them for? $1,500. $1,500 hundred dollars for what reason why because i want to sell it for that much i only spent 170 for him at the max i spent 300 this is not me this is not what he told me this is what i know he's thinking at max i spent 300 dollars for these i'm about to make quadruple the price if someone just caves and buys these things they could sit for years i don't care I said, no, nah, I'm good. There's a new release of that sneaker coming later this year. My man told me, well, no worries if you want to, you know, put some money down and, and reserve the new pair. I'm only selling them $4,000. What? Crazy. But actually, he's not crazy. I'm not even hating on him. We're the problem. Someone somewhere said I'm willing to spend that on that sneaker. Until we say, yo, I'm not doing it. I'm not spending that much. There's way too much money. These things, this stuff has gotten way too crazy. There's too many sneakers out here. There's too many brands out here that I can support. I'm going to be fresh. I'm going to be flying. Whatever I wear, I'm going to cop something else. All heat ain't hype. Until we do that, sneakerheads will be the problem. Period, point blank. Another thing that came up and again, shouts out to the sneaker space, shouts out to Jalissa, shouts out to uh, Kari and a lot of people that bought this up. I kind of got inspired to, to talk about this from a number of conversations that were happening on Twitter. Um, you know, a lot of people were talking about this stuff. I'll try to shout out some of these people as we go on. But I know Kari shouts out to Keish, who works over at, um, for Joe Fresh Goods. Um, a lot of people were kind of talking about this, especially the sneaker media, po- the sneaker media portion of this podcast. So, again, shouts out to Kari, shouts out to Keish, shouts out to Jalissa um, and a few others who mentioned this and mentioned some of the problems with sneaker media. Shouts out to Avi as well. He was the one that started the space, actually. Um, to talk about this, or at least he's one of the hosts in the space. Sneaker media. 
I don't have to explain to you what media is. I'm part of sneaker media. Okay. Um, I used to write for Buzzfeed. I covered sneakers and fashion for Buzzfeed back in the day. Um, some of the bigger sneaker media complex are of course, nice kicks and, and complex sneakers and bleacher report has a sneaker brand, um, well, sneaker coverage. It's, it's growing exponentially. I mean, sneaker culture is huge now. And going back to the sneaker head, I think that's the thing that we're having a hard time understanding. That's what I was breaking down at the beginning of this pod, that anytime something starts off, it's like a niche, cool thing, especially with, with something like sneaker culture, which comes from street culture, streetwear culture, you know what I mean? Hip hop culture. It used to be a thing that was just ours, a thing that we just knew about on the street. It was like this cool little secret that only the cool folks knew about. Now, Ernie Johnson is, is showing off his sneakers at the beginning of the of the TNT broadcast. Shouts out to Ernie Johnson, by the way. He's super cool. But you get what I'm saying. They talking about sneakers on ESPN now. You know, sneakers are becoming corporate sneaker head. Robert Kraft is walking around. And a lot of this is cool because it, it expands and helps the culture grow and last longer. But. With anything in media, there comes a demand to speak truth. And I think in the beginning of this, the media that covered sneaker with sneakers was so small that all they really had to do is celebrate the culture in order to be relevant. And now the game has switched. Now there's, you know, real scandal within the game, right? There's more brands putting out sneakers, more people collaborating with the sneakers. The sneakers have become more limited, which means that the drops have become more messier. More people are reselling the sneakers. More people want sneakers. So therefore they're turning to fake sneakers. And there's this demand for sneaker media, especially large platforms. I've even heard it aimed at me to cover the dirty stuff in sneakers. And I just think that some of these people may not know how to. And again, I'm not naming anyone specifically. I'm not talking about a specific journalist that covers sneakers, but some of the reporting that people are demanding is investigative reporting. And a person that just covers sneakers and knows about drops and is just a reporter may not be skilled at investigative reporting, meaning they're not going to be able to really break down and get to what happened with like a trophy room drop or why Amamania had a break in or, you know, uh, why the sneakers app operates that way. Now, there are reporters that that know how to do it and have done it. But to demand that from every corner of sneaker media, that's not dumb. But it is it's it's it comes from a, a place of misunderstanding. Now, sneaker media could do a better job of being transparent with its audience. There are some large corporations that are backed by even larger sneaker corporations. There are literally sneaker shows that are sponsored by eBay. I have a reseller running a commercial on this show. I work with an entity. I have partners on this show. Okay. So that happens on with all media. It is the issue with especially news media right now, which I also work in. I also work in news media. And to dis- sometimes we have to discuss whether or not we want to take sponsorship 
from a certain entity because we don't want it to be a conflict of interest. So I say just like hip hop has grown when sports media was growing way back in the day, I'm sure there were a lot of hard conversations about how the industry is shifting. But I'll say this too. Okay. If the bigger brands and organizations, I will not name any of them won't cover an issue the way you feel like it should be covered. They aren't hard hitting enough, man. There is no shortage of sneaker podcasts, sneaker YouTubers, sneaker TikTokers, sneaker sneaker folks on Twitter, Twitter spaces, clubhouse conversations. You name it. There's someone out there covering sneakers and there are people out there getting down in the mud, figuring out things. The problem is, and here's the truth, people really don't want to hear it. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game winner I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. You see, the thing about this culture is it's meant to make you happy. And we can shock jock our way through this thing if we want. We could talk about the negative all day. There'll always be a negative to talk about. 
And there are some sneaker media entities that will do that. And you can go listen to those. But if you find yourself as a sneaker media outlet trying to talk about those things on certain platforms and it's not working out for you, well, maybe that tells you the audience might be a little tired. I'm a Washington Commanders fan, right? The Washington Commanders are one of the most loathed (laughs) and disrespected franchises in all of sports. No one respects the Commanders. There's always some controversy coming out just today. Two negative stories just dropped just today about the commanders. One is the owners want to vote out Daniel Snyder. The other is they about to try to build a stadium or they bought some land out in Virginia. And if you live in Washington, D.C., this is basically like an hour plus away from Washington, D.C. So people are upset about that. A former player came out talking about how you don't like how Ron Rivera is running the team. This is what we deal with as commanders fans. And I'm telling you, I'm tired of it. I know it's true. Okay. I know that our owner sucks. I know that our stadium sucks. I know that my team hasn't been good for a while, but damn, I'm a fan. I don't want to hear it all the time. No one wants to hear negativity all of the time. So to demand it from the media that covers the the culture, I don't see how that's beneficial and I don't see how that's good business for sneaker media. I'm in it and I don't I could tell you that when we just get down to negativity, it doesn't work. I'm not sure if this episode will work. Not sure. So it's complicated. Yeah, sneaker media needs to tell truth. All media needs to tell truth. All media needs to get down to it. And I do think that the people that can get the information are obligated to share the information with the consumers out there, if consumers are confused as to why they can't buy a certain thing, why things and whether or not a sneaker is fake or not. Right. Whether the game is rigged and unfair. Yeah. The people that can get that information should get that information. But from the consumer standpoint, I'm telling you why it doesn't get out there like that. Cause sometimes y'all just don't want to hear it. It's boring and it's depressing and sneaker culture more than anything, it's supposed to be something that is fun and enjoyable. Which brings me to the last piece of it. And let's just talk about the culture as a whole. The culture to me includes everything. It includes the retailers, the people that sell the sneakers, the people that make the sneakers, the people that tell the stories behind the sneakers, the people that are responsible for sharing the stories, and the people that wear the sneakers and buy them. Right now, We are at, we've hit a wall. We're fatigued with this thing. We're tired. There ain't but so much new we can do. There ain't but so many more stories we can tell. How many more Jordan ones with cool stories can you release? I think that needs to be said out loud. Folks are exhausted. Either you can't get a sneaker, you got to worry about the sneaker being fake. You got to worry about whether the sneakers hype or not, which you should never worry about. But that's what people worry about. The culture has become too hyped up. See, a cool thing about anything is when you're just being free, doing what you want, wearing what you want. That's art. That's hip hop. Not doing what other people do. I saw a TikTok the other day 
with a dude telling people how to wear their socks and how to properly, what socks you should wear with what sneaker and what, how to wear your shorts. And he's doing this little thing where he's like wagging his finger. No, no, no. If you wear skinny jeans with this, you should wear baggy jeans. We had a point where fools is telling you whether to wear a uniform or not. And I don't care if it's a kid doing it or not. That's lame. That's not what, that's not what, what hip hop is. Anytime you start to turn and, and churn things out like a machine, you are destroying it. And yeah, that goes to the sneaker media. That goes to the sneaker head. Anytime I can guess what you're going to talk about. What celebrity you're going to bring up. What athlete you're going to show me is wearing a sneaker or not. That's corporate. That's uncool. That's not what I'm into. That's not why I got into this. And it's a quick way to destroy it. Do I think sneaker culture is destroyed? No. So many folks out here, man. Listen, listen, I live life. Okay. I'm outside. <laughs> when I got on what I got on, people say what they say. The conversations start. I know what it is. But the people, the gatekeepers behind it, the people that are responsible and have the, have the uh, blessing to be able to shift culture and influence people. We all could do better. We really could. I think that's why on this show, I've been avoiding this topic for some time because what I really wanted to do with this show is just, and what I will do with this show is really, really, really expose the world to the art and the culture of this thing, the art of it, forget the culture, the art of it. Right. Sneakers are wearable art. Clothes are wearable art, right? It's how you express yourself. It's something we've been doing since the beginning of time. You could go into any culture and look at the way they dress back to the damn Vikings, to the Romans. And they were expressing themselves through clothes. I am African-American. That means my background is African. We've been expressing ourselves through our music and our clothes since the sun first shined on the earth. That's what this is. That's what this is. It's not about a drop in what you can and cannot get. And that's what the culture must correct. If we don't, then this thing will, people will get bored of it. And we'll move on to something else, man. Sneaker culture is still fairly new. It's not an old thing. 30 plus years. Okay. So I think that's what the issue is, is that it's become boring and we have to figure out a way to jolt some life into it. And there's a lot of cool designers, a lot of cool creatives, a lot of cool media personalities, and just a lot of cool people on the street trying to jolt some energy into this culture. So shouts out to them, man. That's who I'm going to choose to pay attention to moving forward. That's who I'm going to, you know, um, showcase on this show into this audience as long as I have the um, honor of being able to do this show. All right. So let's take care of this thing. Let's love on this thing, man, because it's precious. And that's just my thoughts on the subject. All 
right, big shouts out to you all for tuning in and and, and indulging me. Um, We're back to the guests next week, man. Um, Got some really cool things lined up. Some really cool people. SneakerCon was was last week, and the boys went down and did some work at SneakerCon, so they're passing me on some real cool guests. Hopefully, we'll be getting them on the show fairly soon. And, of course, I have more interesting people to introduce you all to as well, man. So thank you so much. Remember, protect the culture, whatever culture you represent. Protect it. Love on it. Honor it. And all will be Remember to follow me, MSR underscore Adam, MSR underscore Adam. Hit me up with any questions or guests, recommendations, whatever. Remember to follow the team, the On My Feet Network, at the On My Feet Network. And remember to follow the Up On Game Network, all right? Please, please, please remember to mind your mental health, mind your physical health, and always be great. I'm up out of here, people. Peace. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts.